Hey, and welcome back to the Nerd Sandwich Podcast. Uh, we're back today with me, your host, Miles Green, with John Contreras. Yeah, 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 boy. Woo, 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 woo. And uh, yeah. Perrine Yannakione. Hey. Perrine has been a recurring guest for the past couple episodes or so, so I figured I'd just give her some time to introduce her a little bit, throw out a little info about her. Uh, Perrine, why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Um, hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Um, I am, a, I don't know, I'm a lover of video games, anime, movies. Oh, yeah? <laughs> What's your favorite video game? <laughs> yeah, nerd. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Show me those credits. <laughs> I don't know. I always have a hard time answering that question. <laughs> um, let's see. I particularly am always drawn towards, for whatever reason, roguelike games. Um, yeah. Yeah, so fun. I mean, I love there them. are certain games that I will always return to. Um, like... <laughs> I'm forgetting the name right now. Um... What's it called? Uh, uh, with Spelunky? Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's Miles. <laughs> um, oh, God. Gungeon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I always. Yeah, enter I the always Gungeon? To enter the Gungeon. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. Um, so, uh, I really like roguelites. So I play Enter the Gungeon a lot. I also like like simulation games. I love my Stardew Valley. And when I was growing up, I loved Sims. Um, you know, I could just pour easily pour hours into that into that kind of category of game. Um, and I also love my RPGs. I love my JRPGs. Um, Final Fantasy is a huge uh, part of my upbringing and entry into video games. Um, most recently, really fell in love with Persona Five when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so good. It's so yeah, good. So, I mean, those are like my. Those are Great kind game. of where I lead. Wait, Royal? Persona 5 no, Royal? No, I haven't. I played it when it first came out, so I've missed whatever they've added on recently. I've had a side eye on it, though. I mean, it's hard to, like, replay a hun- like when you already put 100 hours into a game. <laughs> yeah. It's hard <laughs> yep. to, like, yeah, go exactly. back and do it again. Not that it couldn't, but... Switch version. Yes. When? That's what I would like. Uh, my brothers played Royal to completion, mm. I believe. Uh, and he said it's fantastic, and he played the original yeah. as well. So he w- he would um, say it's worth going back to. Yes, he said that's he would say yes. Um, again, like you said, like I don't know if I want to commit another multiple <laughs> hundred hours. <laughs> it's a lot, especially when I'm like halfway through The Witcher. That's generous saying halfway through. I'm halfway through. Also generous saying this. Uh, you know, Dragon Quest. Like it's hard to go back to Persona and play it again when I have so much work to do in all these other RPG games, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, just like starting a game, it's just so hard. And when you have like, especially RPGs. Um, so I commend you for playing <laughs> Persona 5. It's such a, it's such an undertaking. It is, but oh, so fun. There's so much stank on the game, like it's so much a- style. Um, I loved just being a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> Something I never thought I'd say again. Uh, I love the characters. It feels I'm so right. curious about the new characters they've added. I feel sad that I don't know them, but I hate when Mona puts you. I to know. Sleep. Like... Get your ass in the bed. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do any. I didn't do anything today. Let me have a day. 
yeah, I some videos that I borrowed and ate a burger. Right, I did, I did and a I burger went, challenge. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ate chogi and I got my my working yeah. pole. Like, <laughs> did you know that uh, at the the rental place? You, uh, I, I hope this uh, this isn't like a uh, mean anything to you, but you can't. Uh, you don't ever actually have to pay them back. I found that out way later, and I was really mad about it. Yeah. they'll still tell you what you owe right you just never have to pay it yeah yes yeah like there's just always something like oh the customer next to you is getting it right angry like hurry up get out Mm -hmm. yep uh uh still good (laughs) uh i have very good memories with that game see the reason i didn't play royal is because the they changed the opening and like you know it's just it's a different game almost they changed the opening Uh, well, yes, uh, it's a different opening and a different battle bold, theme because the opening Whoa. is great. I'll have to check it out. But they did that the same thing with Persona 4 as well. And uh, Joe, my brother, he tells me that it's fantastic regardless. Like, it's they're both fan, they both have a, a different special place mm. in his heart. I did start Persona 4 this summer. I didn't get very far, but it was great what I played of it. And I think I'm going to return to it this summer because it just feels like the perfect summer game. Mm. Mm. Does have those vibes. Um, so, so you said your favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, Miles. Go ahead. So, as far as like you know, what other stuff have you been into, like anime wise, manga, graphic novels? Well, I can easily answer my favorite anime, and that's Hunter Hunter. Um, One. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um. It's so, it so good. So much murder, so much goodness, so much dastardly activities. Definitely. Wonderful characters, wonderful arcs. I've read the manga and watched the anime. Um, I just love it. Everything about it. And I can't wait for more chapters to come out because it's hard waiting. I, I, it's been like two years, <laughs> I think, hasn't it? <laughs> um, I want, uh, you know, Yoshi, Yogashi, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name again. Togashi. Togashi. I want Togashi to, uh, you know, heal up because I know that he's been having some health issues and that's why he uh, hasn't been able to write recently. But um, I am awaiting with bated breath because this the most recent storyline has been so complex and the setup has been so intricate and well executed. And I just, I, I start to like lose the details the longer that I wait. Um Mm-hmm. I de- I definitely need to revisit it myself. Like I'm up to date as well. There's just so mm. much happening. It is. <laughs> it's sprawling. I can't oh, believe that he's making it this massive. <laughs> I need a chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than that, my you know that was a while ago that I did Hunter Hunter. So recently, I've been getting all the way back into Attack on Titan. Um. I can't. I need to go yeah, back. I would love to for you to go back to it. I mean, I can't talk about it too much because spoilers are everywhere. Oh, but um, it has been very rewarding. We are in the final season. It's, I swear, each episode is five minutes. It's over before you can even, you know, before you're even ready. There's just information flying at you every second. Um, so I've actually reread the like reread the story in manga form now just to get more of the details in because everything is important that they mention it's just a beautiful well it's not beautiful but 
it, the continuity is so great. Every, like I said, everything is important. Everything matters. Um, and the rewatchability or rereadability is so strong because it, everything means something different when you reread it again. <laughs> yeah, no, well, so much, yeah. so much you gain in just reading as well, you know, like, and I, I feel like that goes uh, underappreciated for yeah. sure for like all anime. Yeah. The, the layers in Attack on Titan are something that I have not seen before mm. in like storytelling, just in terms of like the amount of times that you can rewatch a scene and like every time that you get new information and it has new meaning, like it does that more than like at least three times for like in terms of the layering of one right. scene. And that is pretty incredible, at least in terms of like getting the full mileage out of every moment and like facial expression and relationship and character arc in the show like it's impressive Mm -hmm. where did you stop Mm -hmm. john uh it was around the second Mm -hmm. season i think um i believe i had caught up or something i can't remember exactly what happened but i I know uh i I was just in a different place in life and i just i I honestly can't tell you what it was about so i'd need to reread it (laughs) (laughs) or rewatch it i mean but like, I remember it was like a second season. I know it was past mm. the first. That's for sure. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, it was great, though. Yeah, it's just, I, I just, yeah, I, I think it was just so intense for me. And at that time it in my intense. life, I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I think I actually specifically remember re- rever- reverting to Mob Psycho oh. 100. Um, well, yeah, which is a very... Uh, for the most part optimistic you know very wholesome show so um yeah i I do remember that exchange (laughs) for what it sounds like that would be the perfect show to switch to yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know that like there's Um, a lot of like darkness to attack on titan but there's also like a really unique kind of humor and like the way you get to know some of the characters is really beautiful. That's why it's like, I feel mm. weird saying that it's a beautiful show, but the character arcs mm-hmm. are nice, oh, yeah. nicely done. And yeah, has a lot to offer. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. So uh, that was a long winded way of uh, introducing Perrine, but that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> So what I wanted to say is that this is going to be the format for this episode today, kind of like how we did um, in our earlier episode, where we talk about just a couple of things that we're experiencing, um, each of us. Um, At least we're going to do about three things that we have been getting into recently. We've been busy for the past couple of weeks or so, so we haven't had the opportunity to really meet up in the way that we normally would do this podcast. But this time around, uh, we wanted to talk about the things that we've been consuming, you know, share with each other, bounce off each other as friends and whatever. So... Uh, yeah, we had a couple of things we want to share with you guys, so stay tuned. Nerd sandwich, comics, movies, nerd things, sandwiches, woo 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 woo. And we're back. So, first things first, I wanted to talk about something that I got really into, uh, that we just did recently. All three of us, actually. Uh, 
we are in a book club together, <laughs> which, you know, when yeah! we're not <laughs> Woo! Book club people. <laughs> Crazy that we already do this podcast together, right? But even outside of that, we have a book club where we read a book. We basically each have our separate lists and we all throw them up into this gauntlet lottery where they one all get one eliminated one by one. So it's it's so harsh. Left. Tears are shed. <laughs> we really yeah. find out what like what books we really actually wanted to read. Um yeah. Like No, we don't want <laughs> why that book no. It's like killing your child. It, it really hurts. But my child ended up winning <laughs> for this year, at least the beginning of this year. So what we ended up reading was Dracula. And I have to say, I was pretty impressed with this book in some ways and not impressed in other ways. But mostly I wanted to read this because I'm a huge JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan, like a deep fan, like since way back in 2000 early 2000s like been reading this for 10-15 years it's been a long time and like I just have so much great love for it that I'm always interested in finding out about its inspirations and I found out that Dracula was a huge inspiration for the author Hirohiko Araki when he was writing uh, part one and part three of Judges Without Adventure and so I wanted to see where that where what he was pulling from what the references are that he's making are like what he's going for here because that series had a lot of impact on me growing up and it was really cool finding those dna strands you know like i enjoyed the story even by itself even without that extra jojo context but like being able to pair those things together was also super really cool for me like there is because it's as much as i thought that dracula was like a horror book it's really more like a bromantic adventure (laughs) novel (laughs) It's, the emphasis, the emphasis <laughs> on the on the romantic part, though, you know, like <laughs> it is truly just like four gentlemen, like who believe in purity and justice and the light, just like, <laughs> like traveling around the world to find to fight this great evil that has taken their women. <laughs> <laughs> and like there is. Yeah, I could see a lot of parallels there in JoJo in terms of how they, the self-seriousness and the machismo and the uh, almost cheesy level of like, of uh, elevated speech and dialogue that they go to espouse their views. And (laughs) it was just a joy to see that, even in a book that was written in 1899. And you're like, wow, what a spin. Especially with the first season of JoJo or, you know, the first part, I mean. You know, like very romantic. I see a lot of parallels now. Now, now that you mentioned that, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's it was really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, like it is a great book, and you know, I would recommend that anybody could read it. You know, you would think that a book written that long ago, you know, would have kind of it'd be kind of dated in terms of how easy it was to follow along or whatever, whatever. But it is a nice, solid, like kind of pulpy adventure novel and dracula is hilarious he's actually extremely like awkward he's and so funny. awkward <laughs> and he thinks he's so <laughs> he thinks he can get away with so much stuff because he just thinks he's so much better than humans but everyone can see through his his he's crap. got his child brain <laughs> yeah his child. uh yeah that book i mean that book was uh it was fun you know it was, it was definitely reminded me of jojo 
in the the journey, the bromance, the the bro venture, um, and just how emotional it tried to be. Uh, I don't I won't say tried to be, but as emotional it was. Uh, very very melodramatic, I think. Definitely. Yeah, it was fun seeing what the OG vampire, how he was imagined and where it's grown from then. Like you said, I, I've i always imagined him, especially like after watching Castlevania, as like a very eloquent person that's had like centuries worth of knowledge and practice with certain things and very charismatic and can like lure you in with his mastery of language. And he he's a version of that. But like you said, he is very awkward. Although we did have a debate where he couldn't tell. Like there's a point where he draws a character into his castle. And he's very obvious about who he is and his intentions. And it's like, is that awkwardness? Is that just because he hasn't interacted with humans in a while? Or is that that he just doesn't care because he's so powerful? He doesn't need to hide anything. Like he's already, this person is already caught in his web. So I don't know. It was, it was just interesting to see this portrayal of him because it's been, it's morphed into something else in how we view vampires, but he's just very awkward and smelly and has hair growing out of the palms of his hands. And (laughs) it's just like, (laughs) it's just interesting seeing the original take on him. Yeah, no, so much. So much you gain in just reading as well, you know, like, and I, I feel like that goes uh, underappreciated for yeah. sure for like all anime. Yeah. The the layers in Attack on Titan are something that I have not seen before mm. in like storytelling, just in terms of like the amount of times that you can rewatch a scene and like every time that you get new information and it has new meaning, like it does that more than like at least three times for like in terms of the layering of one right. scene. And that is pretty incredible. At least in terms of like getting the full mileage out of every moment and like a facial expression and relationship and character arc in the show. Like it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Where did you stop, mm-hmm. John? Uh, it was around the second mm-hmm. season, I think. Um I believe I had caught up or something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I, I know uh, I, I was just in a different place in life, and I just I, I honestly can't tell you what it was about. So I'd need to reread it <laughs> or rewatch it. I mean, but like I remember it was like a second season. I know it was past mm-hmm. the first. That's for sure. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, it was great though. Yeah, it's just I I just yeah I, I think it was just so intense for me, and at that time it in my life intense. I could. <laughs> yeah that's a lot uh, I think I actually specifically remember re- re- reverting to Mob Psycho uh, 100 um, well yeah which is a very uh, I, I, for the most part optimistic you know very yeah. wholesome show so um, yeah I, I do remember that yeah, exchange I mean, <laughs> for what it sounds like that would be the perfect show to switch to yeah, I know that like there's um, a lot of like darkness to Attack on Titan, but there's also like a really unique kind of humor and like the way you get to know some of the characters is really beautiful. That's why it's like I feel mm-hmm. weird saying that it's a beautiful show, but the character arcs mm-hmm. are nice, right. nicely done, and yeah, has a lot to offer. Sold. <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I'm, that's great. So 
<laughs> that was a long-winded way of uh, introducing Perrine, but that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. No. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so like, what I wanted to say is that this is going to be the format for this episode today, kind of like how we did um, in our earlier episode, where we talk about just a couple of things that we're experiencing, um, each of us. Um, at least we're going to do about three things that we have been getting into recently. We've been busy for the past couple of weeks or so, so we haven't had the opportunity to really meet up in the way that we normally would do this podcast. But this time around, uh, we wanted to talk about the things that we've been consuming, you know, share with each other, bounce off each other as friends and whatever. So, uh, yeah, we had a couple of things we want to share with you guys. So stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Oh, Drac. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. So on to, you know, the next thing I, which I wanted to talk about, which is actually more like kind of a question I wanted to have or a discussion I wanted to have with you guys. Um, lately, I've been into these two anime that I wanted to start, that I've been really into watching lately. And it's Dragon Ball and Mobile <laughs> Suit Gundam. <laughs> I talked about Mobile Suit Gundam like on an earlier episode in terms of me getting back to that series and, you know, absorbing all this uh, history, anime history in the sense of like this mecha show that was like foundational to like all the mecha shows that I love, like Gurren Lagann and whatnot. And uh, yeah, just coming, coming back to it and then similar and then later having this, uh, this kind of, longing for something like Dragon Ball made me interested in like old anime like I just really kind of been fascinated by old animation lately um from Japan at least like from like the area era of maybe like the late 80s early 90s just like when it was all really hand-drawn and almost kind of shitty sometimes but like they mm -hmm. everything was like very manual and they had their own you know particular way of doing it we watched Blood the Last Vampire I mean no uh Vampire Hunter D and again, also incredible. That was more of like the late 90s, but still of the same like type of anime that I'm looking at. And like all of this leads to the point that I'm trying to make, which is this feeling of nostalgia. Like I only started watching Gundam right about, right about during the time when the coronavirus hit, you know, right when we started going to lockdown, I got really interested into, you know, getting all this historical knowledge in terms of like, oh, you know, what was, what is this foundation? You know, what is this stuff that used to come on Tsunami? Or like, you know, was that really good? Me rechecking these things from my childhood. Um, I've already seen Dragon Ball, you know, but like watching it a second time felt important to me for some reason. Like I needed to reconnect with this artifact of my childhood. And like, is that related to the pandemic? Is that, a source of comfort and like what does that mean to you guys like have you found yourself drawn to like any nerdy media or anything like that because of the pandemic that made you like long for your nostalgia or something that gave you comfort from your that, mm -hmm. that was from your past well i think the reason you started watching it is because you got a child brain like dragon <laughs> <laughs> no wow I, i'm just kidding you don't got a child <laughs> You have man, man brain. brain. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, I do think there's definitely a strength and a nostalgia with anime, especially. 
Um, you know, it was something that looked like gold when we were kids. Uh, like, oh, wow, he just shot an energy blast halfway <laughs> to the moon, you know, or something. <laughs> um, and then you rewatch it and you're like, well, you know, it wasn't as, it's not as believable as it was back then, but it's just as ridiculous, you know. Uh, I think that's what, that's what, that's what's captivating and kind of uh, like, um, uh, like warming is like this old, like ridiculousness that was believable as a kid. And now you look back at it and you're like, ha, there's no way they blew up the moon twice. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like this is, this is ridiculous. No one, there's no continuity here. <laughs> right. Um, and I think there's something comforting about just kind of revisiting that. Yeah. I don't think I have done almost anything nostalgic during this time. I did when the pandemic first hit, um, a friend gifted me animal crossing. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was, a, it wasn't nostalgic, obviously, because I've never played any animal crossing game, but it did bring me back to like my simulation game roots. Um, but it's just a like, very calming game in general. Um, but I don't think I returned anything nostalgic per se. I've watched more reality show than I've ever have. And I think that helps me <laughs> get, it helps get socialization in my life. <laughs> <laughs> which, reality, which reality shows are you well, watching? Well, you see... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shame here. Well, I've been watching The Real Housewives of New York. Um, I I lived in New York City for <laughs> it's legit. four years before moving out at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and so it was, you know, it, it was nostalgic in that way that it was, you know, taking place in the city that I had just left. But um, it's a it's a enjoyable show. Um, but besides that, it was Terrace House. Um. I've watched pretty much every Terrace House episode on Netflix at this point. Um, and I plan to go back and watch some of the stuff that's not on Netflix. But and but that more gave me a sense of, like, hanging out with friends when I couldn't hang out with friends. Um, especially Terrace House, because most of the younger people between the ages of, like, 18 and 30 and um, all just doing their awkward dating lives and just very refreshing as opposed to like real housewives, which is just a bunch of white (laughs) (laughs) older women spending a lot of money. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's kind of where I leaned. I don't think I'm answering your question even how I'm supposed to, but (laughs) I feel like I just got my socialization from the things that I consumed. Even animal crossing. I was connected with people from that. I haven't even talked to since high school when I, high school and college when I started playing Animal Crossing because everyone was sort of playing at the same time. And it was great visiting each other's islands and hitting each other with nets because that's kind of all you can do. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I I actually don't think I had any nostalgic, like, you know, searching during the pandemic either. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of different shows and anime and, you know, played a bunch of different video games. But I think that the comfort itself was that, like, I was home and I was able to do all those things that were on my lists for so long uh, and finally get to play them or watch them. And that that was the power of the pandemic for me. Um, just gave me time to, like, really slow down and enjoy these things and not rush through them, not feel like I got to finish this uh 
I got to finish <laughs> Hades so I can get jump to the next you you know, game that I got to play. Right. Which is nice. uh, yeah. So like, I felt like just more of a freedom there. And also, well, I guess the, if anything, the thing for me regarding anime is like, I felt like I was able to and, and like start multiple things at the same time, mm. which I've never done in the past. Uh, like instead of watching one anime at a time, like I'm watching multiple Um the same with books and same with video games. Like I'm just doing multiple in all my areas. And I found it comforting because, you know, there's definitely times and I'll, I'll speak, speak to persona and nothing against persona. This is just where I was in my life. Um, there'd be nights where I'm like, I can't play this damn game. Like, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel the like, night's not uh, the night. <laughs> I do not feel like playing persona five because, you know, I spent all day running errands. <laughs> And I got to run errands the first thing I get back into Persona. It's a better yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to work out. I got to hang out. <laughs> I got to go. Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't want to study. I, you know, I need something else. Now, the way I'm functioning, I have something for every mood I'm in, uh, whether it's a book or a game or anime or something like, or mo- within each, I have multiple. Mm-hmm. So that's where I found comfort. That's what's that's what the pandemic has taught me like balance through balance even in my in in the specific areas i'm focusing on like video games needs to be balanced not just me playing <laughs> final fantasy 7 remake over and over forcing myself to sludge through whatever you know whatever game and it's not even speaking to the game's quality it's just sometimes my lists have built up for so long uh and this is what i needed i needed to feel like i can appreciate these moments and slow down um think more intentionally yeah. about my time and i've been loving games even more lately so yeah like what uh lately so i i started i started legend of zelda breath of the wild uh nice it's just so fun i i i didn't realize how truly open it was uh, you know, like my expectation for like open style video games, usually it's usually along the lines of Grand Theft Auto, um, like, you know, open, but like there's not always a ton. You, you can do things, but you don't truly interact with the environment as much. Right. You know, like you shoot stuff, you steal cars, but like I, st- I think some of the older games like Grand Theft Auto 3 compared to the newest ones, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5, it's like, they're kind of the same, same idea. You can't like you know, climb buildings necessarily. You can barely climb. You can barely yeah. jump. Yeah. You know? So like, I feel like as a per, you're not just like the stick that mm-hmm. moves around and like interacts vaguely. Breath of the Wild feels like I am, I am fighting for my life. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think that's stranding, <laughs> but with actually stuff to do in it kind of. Yeah. Like, like I mean, and it's, I love that stranding. Like I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Um, and it was what I needed for sure. Like that quiet, you know, journey, you know, walking journey towards whatever breath of the wild fills all that time with, you know, like literally any direction you walk in some crazy baloney is going to happen. Like I talked, I talked to a random person on the road. I was like, Oh, there's people out here. I didn't know there's NPCs. And she was crying and I walk up to her and I'm like, Hey, are you okay? And she says, you know, I just, I need, I need, pie or something like that like i just oh she wanted salmon um crying and then she's like and i also want the hero's oh. life 
and transforms, <laughs> and it transforms into ninja and like starts fighting me. And I'm like, what? This game is like exactly what I needed right now. <laughs> I swear uh, the game is a fountain of discovery. You can go in any mm-hmm. direction and then you'll find something cool or even wait in the same place and something will come to you. Mm-hmm. And that's just the greatest thing. Have you seen the dragon? No, I have not yet. Uh, I just got finished with the the Rito Village uh, temp, ton dungeon. I will call it temple dungeon. You know, like, uh, yeah, I just got that ability, like the main Rivali's uh, Gale ability right. as far as it. I've been mostly just exploring, like just getting lost in the world, right? Like stopping at a shrine, and then yeah, but like that—that that is that is true beauty. <laughs> like speaking of true, of just beauty, that that game is everything it everything it promises to be. It can eat so much time, but in a beautiful way. Like you can just play that game for hours, just wandering around and finding stuff, or just testing new things, like the physics system and how you can make things burn or how like gusts of wind can come from like things that are on from grass being on fire or how you can set enemies on fire or electrocute them, like all that kind of stuff. The way that you can Mm. make those mechanics work together. is just so cool. Yeah. And like the puzzles themselves have been quite challenging. Um, I think what's, what's great about it is uh, the weapons like I, I wasn't for the, the the durability of weapons at first because it makes me think of Dark Souls and how much I hate that. <laughs> um, but now I'm at the point where, like, you know, I kind of find it refreshing that I'm I'm forced to use a different weapon uh, every fight, basically, because it event inevitably breaks. Uh, you know, instead of me just using the one, you know, like, oh, the sword is obviously the easiest choice, you know, because it's. But, you know, like the game pushes you towards, like, yeah, use the best one, the sword, even though you have this option of, you know, whatever. Yeah. This one has the best, chance, you know. Um, phew, it's great. <laughs> uh, it really is. I, I'm up to, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more, a little bit more than halfway through the game. I, it's funny, too, because you picked a different temple than I did. I haven't done the Rito Village temple yet, but I have done the, uh, the water and uh, the Zora. Yeah, I did, the, I did the Zora and I think one more. Maybe I was on my way to the Rito. But yeah, <laughs> it's like you can just take whichever path you want, like whichever temple and get to Ganon however you want. And like the game just respects you independently like that. And I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Like, and like for me, like walking out of a village felt like an actual, like, I'm I'm lurking into danger right now. Like it's night and it's raining. Why didn't I get a bed? Oh yeah, that's right. I don't have money, so I can't do that. So <laughs> so I'm forced to progress in the dark. But like it's exhilarating. It's like so great. Me catching my first horse was the most fantastic moment. Um trailed this horse for like <laughs> felt like miles. And then <laughs> I get it. I finally get it. I'm like, I have no idea where I am. Like, I'm lost. Um, like, I'm outside the charted <laughs> territory that I've established. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's special. That's awesome. Has it gotten, is it, is it making you guys interested in boxing? Really like, wanting to box? But I also, or watch? it's just so, um, <laughs> 
it's so uh <laughs> destructive yeah to your body uh, brutal it, yeah I, I worry about this kid when he's older <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have been like so excited and so proud to see every like small victory, you know, and like I it makes me interested in the art of boxing and watching boxing for sure. But yeah, I agree in the sense of that it is a very brutal sport that is for young people who yeah. are being a little bit reckless, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, it feels it has yeah, really I just I couldn't take, do it myself um, because the Epo, the main character doesn't really focus on getting a belt or becoming a champion. I mean, of course, it's, he would enjoy that, but he's always focused on a particular opponent. And it, and also the audience, as, as they watch it, are very, like, kind of healthy in that they still have a person they cheer for, but when it's over, on the whole, they're, like, appreciative of, you know, the skill that was brought to the, the ring. And, like, you, the person that won, even if they're, like, an away person, they're, like, we, like, thank you for being here. Like we, you're a great athlete. We'd love to see you again. Like that sounds kind of cheesy. They do it a little better, <laughs> but, but it's just like a healthy take on boxing, which yeah, I it don't is. Know yeah. if that's always the case. I don't really watch boxing, but um, they respect the sport of it. I think despite the physical injuries, they respect the sport and that I've enjoyed that yes. and learning about some of the techniques too. Cause they don't focus only on um, Japanese. Like they bring in real, um, boxers from other countries and stuff that that actually exists. So it's cool getting like a little history, bits of history on it. Wow, had no idea. It's, it's very wholesome. Like it's yeah, sometimes you're really rooting positive for his feels in a way like a lot because of the you time like they start it. to go at it, and then you kind of get their backstory of why they're here, what they're fighting for, what they've done to prepare to fight Epo, and you're like, oh man, like they're pretty awesome too. Like it's just I love when shows do that becomes a more holistic complex view of the characters as opposed to like good and bad yeah yeah so so much more dynamic because the way that they portray punches is awesome and it's like i feel like illustrated on paper it's probably even more beautiful like you because they really show the power behind the hits and not only that but how evo grows and how his opponents level up like how he with every person that he beats he become stronger and nice. like you have to keep amping that up and how you show people punching each other and I just I wonder how the manga looks because I'm sure the illustrations are really great sometimes we're both just like oh <laughs> like, like I'm yelling out loud because a punch just seems so crazy <laughs> strong and they'll like and they'll have like a sound design where like bones are cracking you're like oh right. my gosh <laughs> that was insane <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. And it's the most hyped I've ever been at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry That's if you're awesome. hearing my dog in the background. <laughs> Just getting a little riled up. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, you want to bring, you were talking about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, though, and how that was related. You had like a yeah. point that you wanted to make about sorry, that in relation to. Um, in addition to. Every morning we have our morning show, but every Tuesday is our anime nights. We watch um, a lineup. These days it's been three anime. <laughs> I... <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's our anime Tuesdays. Wow. Um, Gotta get it in when you can. We... Let's see. Right now our lineup is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan, and Samurai Champloo, which is replaced uh, 
our recent cowboy bebop experience so we're doing the full the full experience <laughs> um but anyway nice it's been interesting to me watching jujitsu nice. right. um which is a show about a high schooler who wants to follow his grandfather's dying wish of helping people and ends up eating a cursed finger and becomes not only a jujitsu sorcerer but uh, using cursed energy to fight but also has is now like the host of the demon whose finger he ate um anyway it's just been interesting having this contrast of like a really brand new show um full of like young (laughs) young energy (laughs) um like it seems very uh, oriented to like (laughs) the younger generations and what they're into and fashion and cell phones and like just all these like really uh i don't know how to explain it you can tell that there's a target audience for it and they i think they execute it well um and like that contrasted with ipo which is like an older show and like more traditional yeah it's been interesting because we miles and i are kind of on the same page as this that we were watching it and we enjoyed it It has a good energy it's interesting has a cool style and stuff but there's something a little off about it and we weren't entirely sure if we wanted to continue watching it. This is like my first question because <laughs> the same thing happened just recently. We started watching Golden Camwe. And after we got to the sixth episode, we decided to stop and spend our time with another show because it wasn't really hitting for us. And so Jujutsu Kaisen was the same deal where around episode six mm-hmm. was like the 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 timestamp where we we're like, we have to decide if we want to continue or not because it just wasn't totally hitting for us. And I was actually wanted to ask you, John, how what do you do when you're approaching uh, an, an anime? When like, do you have a bar where you know it's not working and you're gonna switch to something new, <laughs> or do you just kind of commit and keep going? How do you approach that? Yeah, I've definitely quit certain anime, and that and, and I hope it doesn't come off as like oh they're awful because it's just it just didn't it didn't vibe with me. Um, yes, when. A show doesn't make me feel. Um, well, I think when it's when it's sometimes when it's too ridiculous, like in ways that I don't appreciate, like anything sexual for me, like I mean, it's fine, like if it's tasteful, but if it's if it's something that just like makes me feel like okay, I don't understand the role or point of that scene. Uh, if that happens too much, then sometimes I get dissuaded. Um, yeah, I could definitely you, see that. You know, and, it's not, it's, and for me, I've, I've really reevaluated that, that why that is. Uh, I think it's because I like to watch anime with my my stepdaughter, and if it's a show that I don't feel comfortable with her watching without me, um, and I and I wouldn't watch it, you know, with her. Like it just mm. it makes me feel like, well, I'd rather find something I can connect with her because I've been on a really good streak with her, like getting her from different show to show. Uh, like started with my hero. And then moved to Sailor Moon, and then to Ruby, and then to um, Gurren Lagann, and uh, now Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, mm. Moments like that make me like you know that, that that's when I could tell. Um, personally, if it's just me watching it, if I think it's boring uh, and I can't follow the story because there's too many like proper nouns that don't make <laughs> sense to me, that's when I'll <laughs> that's when I'll follow. I'm like, oh man, I don't know what the heck's happening. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. 
But I, I like the connectability. If I can be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this with her, my stepdaughter, and she's gonna love it, or she mm. won't love it, then that that's a that's a interesting for me. I'm like, oh yeah, you'll like this. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. my next point on it, I guess, is we. So we were we were discussing among like the two of us about Jujutsu Kaisen and like our thoughts on it, and we were talking about how it's just not we're just not the target audience. And so maybe that's why it's not totally hitting. Cause again, it has a lot to offer, but I just don't know when there's so many different anime that you want to watch. Um, if we want to spend our time watching it and spoiler alert, we did continue watching it after the sixth episode. So it did pass a test for now, but we might still give it up in the future. But um, we had kind of talked about the same thing with Epo and how anime at like at times, especially like shown in anime seems like, a, pa- a passing down of values from an older generation to a younger generation. And like, you feel that very strongly with Epo and that it instills all these values, especially like Japanese cultural values at that time that they want to instill in younger kids that in a format that they can connect with and enjoy. And it's not like forced or anything. And I feel that same kind of vibe with Jujutsu Kaisen. And it's just been interesting. Mm. It might kind of also seem obvious, but it, it's just interesting to like historically then to view some anime in that through that lens, like that it's sort of a way of passing down values, like a way for one generation to kind of write to the next one about what they value and what what they think that you should value. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not being super articulate, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I I hear that though. I mean. It's informed by something, and it's trying to pay respect to the previous generation of anime and the previous, you know, ideology and values. Um, I totally see that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why sometimes older anime is harder to get into uh, for that reason. Um, But, you know, like, things have changed now, and I I, I hear what you're saying about Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I'm really connecting with it. I I dig it. Like I just I love all the characters so far, but it is different. I have noticed that it's like it doesn't feel Hmm. it doesn't feel like the traditional format. Yeah, I love the youth and energy in it. Like I feel like I'm watching a little bit about Gen Z values in Japan. You know, I love the fashion and I love like. Their, the way, their way of talking, their makeup and the design, foodie culture, like the way that they carry themselves. <laughs> yes. All that stuff feels like the next generation after mine. And it's like, huh, this is like, this is their Naruto. This is their Dragon Ball Z in that sense. Maybe not in terms of popularity, but in terms of what influence it might have, like for the young teenagers watching right now. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. But I don't know if it's necessarily for me. Like, it's just in that sense of studying it as a demographic, like as a yeah. cultural thing, then it's more interesting for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I could it. mention some stuff that I've been into. Yes, um, talk about it. Yeah, so like, aside from Legend of Zelda, <laughs> which I can talk about, I think, the whole podcast, really. Um, <laughs> it's like, there's... That. It's just branching, just as branching as the game itself is. I feel like I could just branch into different reasons why I like it so far. I've only been playing it for like two weeks now, or like a week actually. Um, but yeah, but I've also been heavily, heavily, heavily like engaged with 
my PSP, my PlayStation Portable. So I had a PlayStation Portable when I was in high school. I got it like when it went early on when it came out. I have, I think I had two of them. I had like the original heavier one, and they made like a 2000 slim version of it. Um, so I had both of those. Yeah. And I have the Vita as well. Um, but anyways, I wanted to get my PSP <laughs> because I'm part of this Metal Gear Solid group on Facebook. Um, and I've just, it's, it's become like a big part of my life because I just post, I pose questions on the group, just things about the game. Like, who's your favorite character? Uh, how do you get out of the torture <laughs> scene? Wrong answers only. Stuff like that. Uh, anyway, someone, <laughs> someone had posted like, you know, a list of Metal Gear games and I think someone mentioned Metal Gear Acid, and I was like, I loved Metal Gear Acid on the PSP. Such an underappreciated game, and it's not perfect at all, for sure. But I want to replay it and see what through, see it through the adult eyes. Uh, so I got it. I, I had to repurchase Metal Gear Acid, and I got part two as well. Um, the first one, was it was good. And I'm, I've been playing it like every day, almost. Uh, and it's, I'll admit, the PSP felt feels very much mm. like it was it was the precursor to the switch um, <laughs> it just feels like a real like a, an awesome handheld that wasn't a nintendo you know like nintendo has a, a definitely a, a, a very familiar feel i think with all their handhelds uh the psp feels like the, the sensation mm. i get from holding my switch i get that when i play my psp as well like I feel like it could have capitalized on the indie community game if you know games if it, back then if that was more of a popular um, thing, but you know unfortunately it wasn't. But Acid is so fun. <laughs> Metal, Metal Gear Acid, sorry. <laughs> um, Metal Gear Acid, the card game, it's a strategy game. The story is like it's not it's it's very it barely makes sense. Um, still enjoyable and there's some definitely mechanics that just do not make any sense in the game um but as a game it's just so fun uh i've been i've been seriously pulled back into it and i, I love that it has nothing to do with the metal gear series <laughs> it just has like all the you know the intellectual properties from the series in it like this is snake and he's you know he's on this secret mission to stop this you know nuclear threat or this potential threat that's come up of course <laughs> um, and solid snake's the only one that can do it uh, but it but is the story equally crazy it's ridiculous it's more ridiculous if anything but more ridiculous in a bad way you know like yeah it, it just it's it, i they, you can clearly tell they were just trying to make it like like kojima would made it um <laughs> i know he, i know he oversaw it i believe like and made some you know some uh critiques or whatever uh, changes and feedback but um yeah just like they try to like implement elements of the original game like oh yeah you have to use a nikita missile to shoot it <laughs> through the ducts and blow up the electrical <laughs> or you have right. to you, you got to go back to the warehouse to get a psg1 so that you can snipe this one you know whatever and it's cheesy but like once you get the hang of it it's fun um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm playing it on extreme mode net right now. My my main issue with it is the your first run through. The game doesn't allow you to like view the map you're gonna be on, so you can't change the card that you're gonna bring with you until you start the mission and then just go back and quit the mission to like be like, oh, actually, I need a I need a card key 
for this level. And if you don't have the card key mm. equipped in your deck, then you you won't ever draw it, obviously, to progress the mission. So it, mm. it sometimes does bad things like that. Oh, and getting spotted on extreme mode is basically you're done for. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's fun. Uh, definitely needs some polishing and like just changes. But it's beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. Uh, and, and it's more metal so gear. Is none you know, of it I love I love that series. Or hell yeah, no, no, it, it very not, very not canon. There's like, yeah, there's there's psychics hmm. and like other ridiculous craziness in it. Uh, Snake gets implanted with like fake memories <laughs> that he's this man named Hans Davis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's bizarre. It's and Davis. he meet yeah, and he and just like a lot of you know like typical gaming tropes like. Oh, you know, you're the per Teleco. There's this person named Teleco that joins you. She's like your second player. Uh, and she's like, you know, a special forces, whatever, somebody important mm-hmm. that has all the training that Snake has and, you know, all that. But you've never heard of her ever before. <laughs> um, she talks like randomly mentions, like, not, or maybe not randomly, but it's like, oh, yeah, my father uh, died by this person that had this perfume smell. And, you know, like, why would you even mention that? Then later, the person you end up oh, fighting shit. later is the person that had the perfume smell. You know, and I—I I mean, I murdered his, her, her father, <laughs> and all this stuff. And it's like that's convenient. Convenient <laughs> 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 here, um, but it's named the Metal Gear is named Metal Metal Gear Pythagoras. 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 Yeah, Pythagoras. Oh my goodness! It's uh it's, it has stands on two legs. And it has like a sword and shield. Well, it has two shields actually. So it's a Holanthropus. Yeah, kind of. Before it, I think it would get its 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 ass whooped by Holanthropus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah and from all things to be turned into a card game, I did not expect Metal Gear Solid to be that thing. <laughs> That's one yeah. for the history. One for like the the side history of video <laughs> games. There's a second one. Are you gonna are you gonna play two as well? Absolutely, yeah. And it says on the back of it, and it's so so dumb. Uh, On the back of the case, it says (laughs) the best Metal Gear Acid (laughs) game ever. (laughs) Yeah, out of the two, like, and it doesn't say anything about the story on the back, (laughs) which I think is funny. Like, it just says like the best, yeah, the best card game in Metal Gear series ever. You know, like now, now featuring then some other kind of ridiculous Ooh. inclusions. Oh, they have the the solid eye 3D glasses, so that you can view certain <laughs> scenes that are in 3D. Solid eye. Yeah. So, uh, really excited to play that. I've heard that the second one is significantly better. I'm hoping mechanics wise that they change some things, like ladders are are, com- are complicated. Certain functions you can't do unless you have a card. And that's just it just doesn't make any sense. It's like why why would you make me take a card so that I can hang, you know, like grab yeah, onto so rails and hang on them and like slither across whatever. As well. uh, and you also get in battles with other for people everything. with your cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's like your whole inventory yes. is your cards. And they have they have cards too. Cool. So it's fun once you get rolling, but yeah, starting it was rough. Wow. Sounds like it's been a good time, man. Yeah, it was oh. fun. There's a there's a link battle version, so if you get <laughs> to PSP and Acid, then you can fight me. Oh yeah, just two, how much? Hundred 
20 bucks or whatever. No problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably get a whole PSP and a copy of Metal Gear and a link cable. <laughs> oh, you don't need a link cable. It's like it's like ad hoc. Oh, okay. Sure, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure something <laughs> out. You got like eight PSPs anyway, don't you? I do. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we'll, I've been we'll in Good game. Solid game. Acid game. <laughs> that is the most acid game of them all. So, with that, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with an entry into the feudal era. Um, you'll understand what that means when we come back. And we're back. So now I left you on that great cliffhanger talking about like, you know, what's it going to be? Feudal era stuff, whatever. And I'm like, man, Miles, what are you talking about? Sometimes I just say stuff off the top I, of my brain. Like, what is Miles talking about? This man don't know nothing about no feudal. Wait, talking about <laughs> Dynasty Warriors? <laughs> no, Samurai Warriors, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, uh, the, actually, there is a connection. And I did make some sense here because we're going to talk about Berserk. First, yes, the behemoth manga, legendary, John's reading it. What up? Talk about it. Yeah, it's so good. So I give you some backstory. Um, I had to get some a surgery done. I don't think a couple weeks ago. Uh, I forget if I told you to. Um, Yeah. So I had a whole surgery. It was a whole arc of my life. Yeah, it was great. Actually, I died. <laughs> um, so I had this surgery a couple weeks ago, and it was, you know, I, I, I was shaken. I was nervous. I didn't like it. Uh, Elena, uh, Elena, my partner, she's she's uh, she's not the best at being comforting during surgeries because she's just she's too <laughs> chill. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It was great, but she <laughs> definitely could use some work. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I was out for the whole week. I got to take the week off. I was like, Oh, medical. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to look at work. I'm I, I'm going to lay on my couch all day and just do whatever, all the things I never get a chance to do. So I've, I'd been, I had purchased the berserk deluxe edition a long time ago. And my partner got me the second one as a gift birthday gift. Like I think last year, uh, I started reading it and I just kind of stopped because where I was in my life and I decided you know what let me kickstart this let me just watch the movies because I've always wanted to I'm just just curious like I I've heard you know I've mixed things but like I want to find out for myself uh watched all three during that week uh loved it like it definitely inspired me to want to know more uh so I restarted the the manga and I got hooked like I read all of it that week I'm like, well, wow. I'm sorry, not all of it. The first deluxe, first two deluxe editions were. <laughs> yeah, like inhaled it. it, and it was just so satisfying. And now I'm on the fourth one. Like I, I'm taking it slow because I'm trying not to have to purchase all the deluxe editions immediately. I'm like, let me give me some time. There's no <laughs> reason to rush. Um, you know, it'll be there when I need it. So. But I have loved it. Like I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. Like I love From Software, and like the Bloodborns and Dark Souls, the Sekiro's. Um, 
I wanted to know similarly miles for you, like like finding inspiration with like Dracula and Jojo's bizarre adventure. I, I, I've always heard that berserk yeah. was an inspiration for dark souls. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. And it's just, I, I needed to see it and I, I can see it. Like it is the story itself is so heartbreaking and so powerful. The, I'm not even in it for the action only. Like it's mostly like the drama and the, I don't know, just like the backstory. Yes. Character development. But the action is fantastic. It's yeah. beautiful. But I, the, I'll be honest. The that's, drama, that's, though. <laughs> yeah. It, it is in, intense. Like, it, it's something to talk about. Like, seriously. You know, like, it's not that traditional, um, lighthearted, like, oh, I'm going to be the best that there ever was. and the, Or, you know, something to that effect. Or I'm going to get the ultimate revenge. This is, like, complex to me. And, like, just it's... It, it it is just uh it's satisfyingly dark um like the amount of heartbreak that's in it um and just how difficult guts's life is and was and everything it's just uh, i i admit i've i've teared up reading it just thinking like man this yeah. is deeply saddening it is rough yeah i mean like to have it is a great story about perseverance, you know, like to keep moving forward in spite of like the amount of trauma that life can throw at you. And it is really in that sense, inspirational. Like there's that, I feel like there's that facade that everyone has to get past with berserk in the beginning where it feels like this male power fantasy. You know, you got this (laughs) armless buff guy with a huge sword, (laughs) like swinging at demons. Right. Yeah. And like, they really deconstruct that idea and show you that it is about so much more and about the complex, the complexities that come from being that cool, tough, badass guy, you know, like that guy is so messed up because of everything that's happened to him. That's the only way that he could become this person that many men claim to dream to become. Yeah. And like, and that, and that's what I, um, that's true. Like again, when I, when I watched the movie first, I saw just where guts comes from. When he trusted people, in, like you know, in the golden age. <laughs> um, and then when I read it, yeah, mm-hmm. and when I read it, the first yeah, time I read it, I in. didn't have that going in. Uh, I didn't understand that. But there's a chapter, and I, yeah, and it's like we're picking up with current time. Then we're gonna do a flashback. Um, but what I love is that. There's a point where he talks about how why he doesn't help people, uh, and I, w- I won't spoil really like any specific scenes, like you know whatever. But um, knowing why he says that, like, the logic behind it, it was more powerful for me. Um, like seeing how far removed he is, or like how conscious he is of like what my actions are. I think something that affect like if they're not strong enough to survive, then they don't deserve to live. That's just, that's, that's as clean, simple as it is. If they weren't strong enough to survive, they wouldn't have lived the way they wanted to. Uh, and that, that kind of like just that, that harsh reality check. Yeah. It's just this overarching theme for him. Like that's like the trauma, the buildup, everything that's happening. It is not sunshine and rainbows for, in this that world. Can be brutal. <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a great story. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I took a lot of breaks, but I get I had all day. 
the I had all day. manga is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. like, that manga is incredible. The detail that he puts in his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this, like yeah, like uh, pencil shade, like sh- uh, shading, like yeah. almost like this perfect technique of under like shadow. Yeah, and that sword, <laughs> oh, so good. It's way too big to be called a sword. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been I've been de- deeply moved by Berserk, um, and I'm happy. I'm very satisfied with it. I've committed. To getting all the deluxe editions because I need it. I almost bought a uh, guts. Uh, it, it's kind of funny. I went. I really wanted to text it to you all. I went to this comic shop today, and they have like these plushies of like different anime characters, like you know One Piece, you know Naruto, everything. You know, My Hero Academia. They have this one of guts, and he looks adorable. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> every way he wouldn't have wanted, like, you know, wouldn't have wanted to look. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of course there's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that works with no, someone that's, awesome that's so edgy like guts. You need a Be, it makes so much sense because I know of your love of like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's wow. it's it's changing my life and easily coming to like the top of my interests because of it. Like the Dark Souls influence and the you know just like this gritty world like it's it's the dark it's the, the the kind of sad uh traumatic readings that i typically enjoy um yeah they put but this one is hitting like a different spot for me i think i think it is the dark well. souls connection it's a lot to learn and like there's it's a there's a mystery to it too at times yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's surprisingly funny too at moments yeah like I texted, I texted you that message, Miles of a, I'm pipping, and he's like picking up, <laughs> gut, like yeah. like a like he's a baby. Uh, what arc are you on, if I may ask? Uh, I am at the the raid to retrieve, uh, uh, Griffith. Gotcha in the Golden Age. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, love that stuff. All right. Please keep us updated. Like that that uh, story goes in a lot of crazy directions, and I just want to hear how you're getting along with it as we uh, as we go throughout the year. Absolutely, absolutely. What was the other one that you mentioned? The other feudal, yeah, the other feudal era piece we have here is Kingdom yeah, New Lands, um, which you know I also Green can had explain. to leave off last week um, for Lunar New Year, and so. Whenever I have like a long period of time off, I have started this new <laughs> tradition where while Miles is working, I ha- I have an Epic account, but I don't really buy games through Epic, but they have like a free game every Thursday. And so I always make sure to snatch whatever game it is, even if I don't know anything about it. Um, and so they just kind of compile and I've never tried any of them. So when I have like a long period of time off, I've been doing like a tester, like where I play each, I play like a couple games that look cool for like a few hours or whatever. And so last week I did another t- tasting. I did, um, what did I do? World Next Door, Cave Story, and this game called Kingdom New Lands. Um, the first two, like fine, whatever. But Kingdom New Lands like hit with me in a different 
level. Like it's definitely one that I'm going to keep returning to. I don't have anything like deep to say other than it's just a really awesome game. It's there's a free to play version called Kingdom Classic. So I guess Kingdom New Lands is like an upgraded version of that. They've added more content. It's not quite feudal. There is um, a DLC that's Feudal Japan that you can get for free, which is cool. They have two DLCs that are free. Um, I love when studios do that. But this one's more like the medieval era. It's um, part simulation, part dungeon-like. Um, <laughs> all of our neighbor dogs are barking right now. Um, <laughs> medieval era, yes! <laughs> They're like, yeah, Kingdom Newland! There are dogs! Yeah! <laughs> Um, it's There's dogs in that, that game. They understand. <laughs> Hang on. Maybe I should just be quiet for a second. Penny girl. <laughs> Sorry. We'll just pause, I guess, and joke and edit this out. That's... It's part simulation in that you start with a... You're on you know, like you're in like a forest and you have to make room and build and develop your town. And the whole goal is to build this ship that you eventually get on and you sail to the next island. They're each islands and you're kind of spreading your reign across. I think, I think there's five islands right now, but I don't know because I haven't finished it yet. Um, but it's also dungeon-like in that it's easy to not accomplish your goal. And then you have to start over, but you can kind of unlock things. Um, but it's just a really beautiful, it's an indie game, so it's very simple. Has a amazing soundtrack that's very otherworldly, synth-heavy, which is my favorite. Um, pixel art, 2D. The camera is fixated over, like, this lake. So the perspective, while it is 2D and kind of side-scrolling, it's beautiful because there's like reflections off the lake and they show the seasons pass by and every day you wake up is like a different weather forecast. So it's, it's, there's always like fog or rain or snow or sunny and it's, it's just all in beautiful pixel art. Um, but the thing that's really drawn me in is like the mystery to it because there's absolutely no handholding. You start in, <laughs> Yeah. You start and there's just like a ghost wearing a uh. crown. So you presume it's the previous ruler of this land. And they're just pointing. And they're just like, go here. Light this fire. Hire these people. And that's pretty much it. And you're on this horse. And all you can do as a king is just run left and right. And you can't actually attack anything. All you can do is spend money and recruit people and tell them what to do. But you're every night you're attacked by these creatures called like greed creatures i don't even know because they don't tell you anything um <laughs> and they attack you from both sides and you have to build up your defenses and um, <laughs> it's resource heavy which i know miles loves resource games <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you do have to like manage your resources well you have to balance your defenses with your like your capital with your population so it's one of those games, um, but it's just really simple and it's just really well done. And I'm just totally immersed in the mystery of it. It's almost like puzzle solving because you're, there are all these things that you can spend money on, but you don't know what you're spending it on. Like you don't know what you get out of it. And when money is so, so like valuable, 
you have you have to just kind of take a leap mm. sometimes and spend a whole bunch of money on whatever this random like structure in the forest and it doesn't even tell you what you get you have to like solve it for yourself and it's been a lot of trial and error for me and that's been a ton of fun and I've died a bunch and or had incorrect theories a bunch um it's just been a lot of fun and it's a, the classic is free free to play so you don't you can kind of check it out without investing anything at first um I just highly recommend it <laughs> I have no like uh deeper <laughs> feelings about it other than it's just like a really great indie game i love you know and i think that's where the uh the, the gold really is nowadays is yeah. like those, those indie games that kind of go overlooked or you know don't don't have the triple a name behind them i gotta get um, back in yeah i love yeah. yeah games that can make you die and like feel like I'm, i don't feel bad about dying i'm just gonna if anything yeah exactly is like, worth checking out that, that's i think the it's best by feeling. amos roddy um great to drive through or drive to <laughs> um it's great to like if you're trying to focus on something, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Great to drive to. Um, yeah. If you're working on like work <laughs> stuff, it's great to just have in the background. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Are you saying that but, it's a uh, lo-fi chill beat to study some to? Other world yeah. to study to, yeah. <laughs> to study, relax, or sleep to. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm an anime girl and I have a cat. So like, am I supposed to just hop in on this or? No, you get a randomly generated you, um, king. I'm assuming you were able to name turn. your character, right? So different race, no? different gender each time. I thought maybe the ghost was whoever you were the previous time, but oh, okay. What was the? Doesn't, that doesn't happen that way. So that actually is confusing to me. I can't wait to like get for I'm going to I'm trying to get to like all the islands. I'm trying to explore all the islands and then go mm. into the wiki. Um cuz I got I saw there was a wiki and it looks really in depth. So I, that excites me even more cuz that means there's like lots of secrets and stuff to it. But um but I yeah, I haven't quite gotten there yet. Ah, that's that's always when you start yeah, tapping, I'm sure I'm doing a bunch. When of you start tapping into the wiki, that's when you know <laughs> that you're like really no deep into it. Doing yeah, so, but it's yeah. just been a lot Good. of fun. <laughs> I think that game has a really fun way of interacting with the elements because you know, like for a resource game, you would expect, and like you know, there's all different kinds of ways <laughs> to handle pain for people. But like in this game, yeah, you they, just like, throw coins it, on the ground next to somebody, the and then they pick it up and like, and then they work for you. While mounted yeah, on a horse, yeah, you're a king, just literally just throwing coins right. on the ground. That's how <laughs> yeah. you finish stuff. <laughs> I feel very uppity sometimes. Yes. I just recently realized you can upgrade That's awesome. your horse. I'm on the fourth island now, and and I found I came across I mean, like, but- a stag. And it's awesome because I could trade my horse for a stag and it like gallops with these really powerful like thighs. Like it just like, <laughs> it like leaps forward and it's awesome. I'm like faster than ever, but I'm still just throwing gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Indie games are where it's at for me. Like that, there's just so much mm-hmm. there. That's that, so much like, great a full triple A game just doesn't, it doesn't always achieve uh for me and like it and roguelike for sure is like i think there's yeah, a delicate yeah. process for when that you, 
yeah, you can um, unlock. Sorry, things. did you say this was roguelike? You, die, I can't, you I... can play with that element. Yeah. Next time around that you didn't have before. And that that just that that concept just really it makes me feel yeah. rewarded every time you get something, which is theoretically you know, should be every time. I mean, roguelike. Sorry. <laughs> in a roguelike. Yeah. We got you. Well, I was just gonna say that should just about wrap it up for us then. I mean, no! we've been. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. been into a lot of stuff this past, uh, you know, couple of weeks or whatever, haven't we? I guess when you sit down and put it all out together, it's like, and I haven't even mentioned all the tiny little things that we picked up along the way. This is just our favorite, <laughs> you know. I was yeah, gonna say, there's so many things I I didn't even talk. I talked about the things I did today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got time now. Yeah, like I wanted to mention Hades. I wanted to yes. mention just so many random things. Uh, we need to have a Hades cast at some point or something. Have something needs to be done about the Hades thing for sure. Oh, that's so beautiful. I've been loving it. I just watched Oh, uh, Define Beat. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> um, where are you at? I have <laughs> beaten it once, technically. That's it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm shameful. <laughs> um, yes, no, we should do that. We should maybe watch <laughs> out, fans of us. Foreshadowing. Woo! All right. So anyway, you guys have a good one. Thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful another episode of Nerd Sandwich Podcast. Thank you, John. <laughs> thank you, Perrine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Perrine, especially. Yeah, um, we'll catch you guys next time.